Sangin Podcast would like to appreciate everyone who has listened and watched our episode. On behalf of the podcast, we would like to encourage every one of you to follow and subscribe to us using whichever medium you choose to listen to us. This increases our outreach and makes us bring bigger and better guests for amazing stories. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Sangin Podcast. To another, another amazing episode also of our Homeland Edition. Today I'm joined by Mr. Chivilige Desire Edward, an amazing youth based in Uganda. Um, he's a poet, he's a writer, and he's also the founder and CEO of Desha Publishing House. Um, Mr. Chivilige Desire Edward, you're welcome to the podcast. Well, uh, it's a pleasure to be hosted by you today, and uh, I'm really, really elated to be featured today for sure. Thank you so so much. Okay. Um, so someone who may not know you, um, who is Mr. Chiviget Desai Edward? Tell us, tell us well, more about uh, you. Well, I'm uh I'm I'm Chiviget Edward, uh a son to Mr. Kalule Peter and uh Miss Naome to Kahira Kalule. Uh was born and raised from a district called Busia. That is where I grew up from. Though uh, our ancestral home is in uh, is in Mitiana, mm. so I'm in Uganda. Yeah, my dad is in Uganda, but I'm a son to a Munyakole woman at the same time. A published author, uh, as you've said, CEO of the Shea Publishing House, and currently a law student. Okay, um, I've seen that um, your works in terms of literature and poetry, and I'm curious to ask. Um, how did you start? Was it a gift that you always had, or is it just something that you learned along the way? How did your writing skills start? I just, uh, I've always narrated that I officially decided to be a poet. Yeah, I decided to be a poet at the age of 13, and uh, I advanced it the more. When I joined my high school at really high, that was below our campus. As uh, I made great mentors of literature like uh, the likes of Mr. Seron Kuma Bruno and Madame Nakagwa Rose. Uh, I've already said that those two have, have a great 99 brick on my development in writing. And I must salute them wherever they are. I've been a writer ever since I was little, by the way. I have showcased my ratings and I have gotten more and more readers in the process. I've published books of my writings and I have also mobilized other writers to believe who who who, who believe not in themselves, kinda. And uh, I've helped them get their work widely read. For instance, uh, my current release that is the Pal. Today, uh, even a person in China like you can make books on different digital bookstores like Kobo Books and Amazon Kindle. I made a write about uh, the themes of love, fate, and death. Yeah, and uh, I've, I've, I've been on stage once in a while, only that I discovered that uh, I'm not good at, 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 at reciting on stage, but I've tried being to the theater, and uh, things have not been good to me. Uh, I really love advocating for change, and, and uh, I'm making my readers satisfied with the fact that change is a fact of life. So for that dream, and uh, and uh, I mean the dream to see all those connected to the literature world getting to their dreams through me, that is how I founded the Shea Publishing House, due to uh, the love I had for poetry and other genres, actually. Yeah. So basically, that is my small journey when it comes to 
poetry. Uh, you've stated there that uh, you write your book, The Power, talks about love, hate, and faith. Um, what's your view about love? If you want to ask, my view about love true love exists, by the way, JP. Mm. It really does. Uh, it really does. I, I, I've always supported Shakespeare as a fellow writer, actually. I've always supported him, and uh, I think love is this kind of feeling that uh that can always live on and on for life in, uh, provided that there is uh, existence of patience genuine patience uh, if, 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 if there is that kind of forgiveness because we are always human we are forever human and we shall always be so uh, basically all I can say love exists true love exists yeah and people who truly love themselves are there sure so do you believe in the in the notion that when we're born there's always a soulmate for us there's always someone out there who's made for you there's a soulmate for you to some extent yes though to some extent uh biblically okay in the line of religion you know uh even if there is love for us or we sometimes we master what we want to have in love but then we are not the ones who created ourselves so there is a there is always a written a written storyline for you because because you could be born and die without falling in love or getting someone to love like intimately so what about that but if it was meant to be that you're, to, you're supposed to fall in love then definitely there is that one person who has created for you so that is the extent to which i supported the notion okay and um, i've seen yeah. that that you believe in faith uh, and faith is like if something is written, let's say by God of the universe, it has to happen no matter what, no matter whatever you do, whatever circumstances. So, as someone who believes in fate, do you believe that, let's say, fate is maybe, let's say, unfair? Let's say someone has to, is to die poor, he has to die poor no matter what happens. Fate, uh, I, I can't say that fate is unfair because we all get what we deserve based on what we do, you get. So, my, my argument is that success. You see, dying poor does not really mean that you've died unsuccessful. Uh, success could, could necessarily be something that you've attained in life or you've achieved in life that maybe at a certain point brought you that kind of elation, that kind of happiness. Mm. So I want to support that uh, to a lesser extent. Sometimes fate is unfair. But why say unfair? Yet uh, it is fate. Uh, There's where I wrote and I was like, uh, uh, fate is that kind of... Uh, written story that we can never change though the, the okay if, if we were to change it then we change it normally when we do certain things you know we 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 as humans we only do something and then that invisible fate that invisible guy fate will then this will then decide on what to give us it, it either decides to surprise you with a, a kind of happiness that you want or the or the sorrow that you may be deserving one way or the other. So fate is already fair, I think. Okay, okay, okay. You know, I'm I'm intrigued in 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 um, things of fate. Is that um, certain people, especially the I wouldn't say the non-believers, but people who who want to have an open mind when it comes to religion, they would say that life is what you make it. There's nothing predetermined for you. You go there and everything falls into place because of your hard work or your circumstances around you or your initiative. Um, but most believers who believe in faith and most who are ultra-religious will believe like 
you know everything is written for you you just need to act you just need to be there at the right time and the right place and uh, there's always that contradiction in society so that's why i'm keen to get your views on fate and yeah uh yeah okay uh there is always that thing that is waiting for you it's, it's always waiting for you to get to it you know whether it's sorrow or happiness it's always there waiting for you okay um yeah there's something that i'm really inspired by people like you you know youth coming from uganda who are taking up their talents you know to to make themselves better and also to cause positive change in the society which is something very amazing i've i've read your bio seen some of your works which is nice Thank impressive you. and i just want to ask um about your publishing house desha um tell me more about it and what are you trying to change in terms of this the the african narrative or or the perception among the youth what core message are you trying to do at desha publishing house i cannot talk about desha and i skip its history actually jp and um, um uh, some years back i met with uh uganda numbers of shakira an expert in the science of economics and also an experienced lady in the world of literature she actually takes the credits for helping me champion a lot including desha as a publishing house today she has been my editor too uh, Shakira has sincerely inspired and motivated me the times when I felt like giving up on what I actually dreamed to have. So at the start of this year, we got Desha Publishing House into existence with me as chief founder and Namoyo Shakira as the co-founder. Uh, that is the background of the house. We now have a full team. At Desha, we publish all kinds of genre, genres and um, maybe we publish almost all kinds of genres except comic books we are looking forward to registering several imprints uh but currently we have desha poetry as the only imprint of desha publishing house we have published one what we the ferdinandi's masterpiece called uh it's titled cursing the moon i don't know whether you've seen it yeah yeah uh, uh, and uh, you've seen it mm, we have seen and it. uh yeah well, we are having uh, several uh projects forthcoming in the pipeline including my own the abandoned uh, we believe that a lot can be changed through the power of uh, of a pen and uh we, we we also aim at giving platform for those who really feel they don't have what it takes to publish with bigger publishing houses we give a chance we are having uh all kinds of of publishing we're having traditional publishing we are having self-publishing and we're having uh, that kind of hybrid publishing also yeah uh, mm. currently we are working mostly online but we are looking forward to starting up offices in this in the cities of uh of the country like mbali and and other cities mm, amazing amazing and uh growing up there was this notion that um if you want to hide something from an african you have to put it in a book um you think your works at desha or maybe you as an individual who is an upcoming great writer. Do you think that narrative is changing? Where Africans are not, the, that perception of Africans don't like reading and, you know, the reading culture and the writing culture among us is not good. Do you think it's changing? Or as you as, as an accomplished writer, how do you want to change it? Uh, before, when the Muzungu left our country, you know, or our land, generally, uh, 
people were majorly inspired by uh by 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 what used to happen you know that kind of colonialism what what and that is why you come to notice that the classics of that time were basically uh or about politics and going out of the musungu and so on and so forth and then we brought in these other themes of uh these satires of but on local governments so by then people were really inspired to read them more africans were inspired to read african literature because of some of such reasons that now today uh several several writers uh fiction writers more so uh are really making things hard as they're writing about that kind of foreign setting and you know it's it's really sweet for one to read something that is locally set a setting from home actually so i think that one of the ways that we can change uh that kind of uh of of of, of uh, attitude and thought and in our readers today is by getting these writers uh, and maybe trying to encourage them write about uh local setting maybe and also putting techniques like of uh, in literature we call it local dialect using uh, our local languages in one way or the other though english french those are kind of uh, the official languages but uh at least when we add in a few words and make people at least curious to read and know what the book's about maybe we could have uh, a total change when it comes to that kind of uh, yeah. okay uh so basically your take is that we need to make literature more african best to increase exactly. the reading culture among we africans okay nice <laughs> nice and um so another thing about the narrative is how would you through your works or through your publishing house um change the african narrative that is usually negative most times how would you portray the true african narrative the true african story you know to the general public who, who consume your work uh currently we are having uh two projects in the pipeline that are locally set and uh we are uh except my own there are other two that are locally set and we are offering uh traditional publishing to them to these two writers mm. so we want to really get uh people who are writing about what i've i've, uh, I've been trying to discuss with you uh, that the, 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 the locally set books actually like the, the setting the setting in the book or in the books in these books that we are writing uh we are giving traditional publishing uh deals and business to those writers who have uh written down books with a local setting uh we are also looking forward to seeing that we we work with the best best uh, book distribution companies around africa and uh we will have to see that at least the expenses are also a little bit low such that we get people uh, at least readers to read you know you, you can also get uh, more readers from schools different schools high schools primary schools universities uh if at all the books are affordable but today if if you write a book and then you put it at a uh, 200,000 Ugandan shillings it could be hard for a university student 
even a university student actually get it so if we get a book and maybe we, we publish it and we we distribute it and we are selling it at around 20,000 15,000 maybe it could be a way of getting more readers uh, therefore maybe uh, through such a uh, 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 a way we could get our readers really satisfied with uh, the, 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 the African narratives nice nice and uh have you have you thought about the fact that maybe our education system back home is the problem why many even people who have a gift in writing have not expressed their talent because the time i was studying in uganda there were no writing competitions nationwide you know it was very hard to spot a very good writer and you know, there were no initiatives to take writing to the next level. Um, do yeah. you think there's that problem that comes from the government level? Yeah, 100%. That is a clear thought, even in me. Uh, when you look at the way the government is trying to handle things when it comes to writers, it's actually totally of no support. I'm sorry to say, but that is the fact, of no support. Uh, it is uh, because for, for, for you to get your book, even on the National Curriculum, there should be a kind of bureaucracy that you go through, a kind of... Uh, the, the procedures are really, really many, and it's always by chance that you get your book to that level. But then, that is only a slight way of helping writers in Uganda. If you are really censoring people who are writing books, and uh, and you're denying them the right to write about what they feel like they, they have to write, or what they feel like they can write, then actually you're scaring other people from uh, from getting uh, their ratings out to the people maybe who could uh, possibly have a read of their work so the fear uh that are that are that different guys who are different um, writers out there are having because uh when you look at today in uganda here very many people would want to write about politics but then unfortunately it is really really risky for you to do that you know that everyone knows that so mm. when you look at the theater also uh showcasing your work in the national theater it's another tug of war so basically i i also fall for that fact that the government has uh helped us but well less lesser extent yeah, but then true. my suggestion would be mm. that at least the government does something you know it could start up uh different bodies different countries have different ministries that uh that are uh, that are support and uh minister writers maybe if we could have a serious ministry of arts and uh and maybe entertainment and so on and so forth or maybe if they could add that uh, aspect to a certain ministry more so the ministry of entertainment and something maybe if, if they could add that aspect of uh that could also cater for writers i think it would do something of a change mm, yeah. indeed, so indeed. My suggestion. Um, yeah. what are those local i wouldn't say local i would say what are those uganda no african literature authors or writers that you look up to or that inspire you the late chinua achebe uh wale soinka nguji wathiongo john ruganda uh those are some of my favorite african writers actually mm. They have really inspired me to 
be honest. Ever since I was a kid, I've been reading their literature and uh, I've always been inspired. Do you, um, yeah. do you for one, envision yourself being a film writer, like writing a script for a movie? Uh, I, I'm having uh, several film scripts. Actually. Oh, so you're already a film yeah, writer. And, yeah, <laughs> and, and, and they, have, uh, they have acted to them. Mm. Only that, uh, you know, every okay, every movie, you know. Mm. It's another hustle to get your movie mm. at the top. But they are there. Yeah. These guys have put their movies on. Uh, is it uh, IMBD? They have put their movies on different sites. They have sold them out on compact discs and uh, different sites. They are there. I've, I've, nice. I've nice. written the country girl. I've written uh, uh, Forty Days Affair. I've written. Uh, I've written like four, four film scripts. Nice, nice, already. impressive, impressive. Impressive, and I'm having impressive. I'm working with a certain uh, uh, film production company around Bali, mm. Bali City. Yeah, and uh, maybe, and, and I feel like it's it's gonna be something really big. Maybe people will get to know that I'm a film script uh, a film script writer. Maybe through that, nice, because it's nice, a serious. Nice, it's, nice. it's a little bit more serious than the, the past, the past, uh, past projects. Okay, and 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 I wanted to know um, through your by the chance that maybe you're going fine your career do you by chance yeah. want to start mentoring other writers who have a passion like you yes yes and uh, actually yeah i i have that saying that i should not wait to die or to to inspire other people i i've 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 uh, I've, I've seen people credit me for being where they are in the writing world uh i've i've also at least put a hand uh, on other people to get published. I've also uh, mentored two girls uh, when it comes to writing. I've told them how to write, even if they have not gone for literature in school. And today I'm having uh, uh, a published nurse, a published author who is a nurse, and the other is also looking forward to getting published. So I'm looking forward to inspiring more and also trying to nurture more nice, yeah but nice. i i don't, I don't wait to be bigger than what i am today to inspire and nurture others i always do that mm, indeed indeed uh yeah. and then my final question on your writing career would be um initially i heard that you're making a magazine um tell me about it well yes yes the magazine project has been there ever since uh i think it was it was july but currently we are done we are done compiling it we are getting done with the editing and then we shall go for the last of our, for the designing and then we publish it uh, around december something i think in the second week of december we shall be releasing it it's called the hidden brain magazine and we have featured uh, several guys who we feel like could uh, uh, could um, inspire different youths out there and different kind of people out there we have we have featured bankers successful bankers we have featured uh successful actors artists uh we have featured prominent guys when it comes to law and other uh sectors and uh, we're also looking forward to releasing the hidden brain magazine each and every year each and every year yeah. nice nice and where can one access it once it's published we shall be letting everyone know but uh we shall also put there the soft copies 
but but it will be I, I think we shall put them at different outlets supermarkets what what we shall find ways of you know when it comes to distributing a magazine it's also not easy but we wanted to pattern with uh, the new vision or the daily monitor such that we get our magazine uh distributed by them nice yeah nice um my final my final question to you would be um <clears throat> obviously i've seen from our conversation and from what i've read about you that you're really progressing in your career in your writing even in your study as a law student and the fact that you already created something for your own a publishing house you're writing film scripts you know you're really going far I mean, I'm talking to you right yeah. now. Both of us are among the youth of Uganda. And uh, Uganda has the youngest population in the world. What would be your message to the youth of Uganda? Um, you can, uh, my dad has always told me that uh, I'll first say it in Uganda, maybe then we'll translate it to English. Sibuli chewenganga o kugusa chiguka. You know that everything you face to solve gets solved, but you can never solve something without facing it. The youth out there who is on this podcast, uh, I'm advising you to, uh, one, if you have a dream, then work for it. You know, consistency matters a lot. Without consistency, you can never make it. And then they, we should uh, avoid letting other people reflect their fears on us because it will also delay progress or if not it will cancel each and everything that we are dreaming to achieve in life and also uh we, we should be we should try to be productive in whatever we do whatever we do we should try to be productive and uh have that kind of belief we should also be patriots we should we should love our country we should love our country by all means we should love our country because we are we are ugandans and uh if you have the love for the country then you'll have the, that kind of mindset that at least if, if if i fail to get to the whole world uh know me at least let me get uganda know me positively not negatively and they should believe that everything is possible it only takes time change change uh, uh needs time to make yeah Nice, 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 nice. Mr. Chivili Edward, thank you for coming yes. for our podcast. Right, it's been you. a nice conversation. Um, we shall link your works in the description below. And uh, look forward to hearing more from you. And definitely when your magazine is out, don't forget to hook us up. Thank you so much for coming. Sure. Thank you too for hosting me. It's been a pleasure. I'm honored, actually. Thank you so much, JP.